Uh, Tawny Contain. Music! (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the one. everybody, welcome to the New World Podcast, where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. My name is Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Mom, will you just leave us alone? <laughs> and Erica? Hey, this podcast is going to go out for somebody who couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, are we excited to talk about a very special valentine's day movie for everybody listening to this podcast you're gonna want to get into this movie and of course we're talking about 1986's crystal heart crystal heart a film of forbidden desire and deep affection passion at its hottest starring bachelor parties tawny katane and fame's lee carreri chris needs a miracle is that miracle. Would you send her on tour if she were on the cover of National Enquirer? I'll sign her up the day it comes out. There's been nothing normal, logical, or acceptable about Chris since the day he was born. Ready Tony Katane and Thames Lee Carreri. Crystal Heart. I thought Chris. we were going to hear the whole song. Just going. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to watch the whole long. movie again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crystal Heart. Desire. Just, when we, I'm just going to keep singing the song in the background yeah, while you guys exactly, record. Yeah, exactly. You should. the lyrics are super complicated (laughs) very complicated you know when we chose this one we did sort of choose it almost at random looking for a romantic movie but we thought here's a romantic movie hey heart is in the title valentine's day heart right it was a real uh tawny katane is in it we were like this ought to be cool it's a boy in the bubble story love story this ought to be a hoot you know the boy in the bubble love story that we always talk about you know that one classic tale that old that that the one that we've been talking about for centuries. 
Well, I I don't want to talk for all of us, but I feel like this one is a New World Podcast certified classic. Classic! Classic desire! (laughs) I mean, oh, man. Now, we're going to talk about this movie. Um, It's a very difficult movie to get a hold of. I got a DVD off of eBay, which was brand new and shrink-wrapped and clearly burned by the person that sold it to me. (laughs) Yes. So, (laughs) same here. Don't. I do not know if it's actually available. It is available, though, on YouTube, so you can also watch it that way. Um, it's not the greatest-looking copy, but you get to experience the majesty that is Crystal Heart, and I, and I encourage you to do that. All of us encourage you to do that. Um, so know that we're going to get into some spoilers, because um, we want to talk about this movie. We have to talk about this. We have to talk about all of it. Um, but if you want, you know, there's certain moments you want to skip ahead because you don't want to spoil this movie. Um, please go ahead and do that. But, and you want to save some of these moments. I'd understand it because there's in particular a scene that we have to talk about and I don't want to spoil it, but we have to talk about it. There's no way we can't talk about it. So we will warn you when it comes to that. Um, but otherwise check out this movie. If not, if you don't care, let's continue. I mean, like I said, this is a story of love, which is kind of, it's kind and of, desire. <laughs> and it's kind of perfect for, for our, if you're tired of that already, then fast forward. Cause it's going to happen quite Yikes. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a perfect love story for our times as it all turns out, oh. uh, because we're sort of all in our own little bubbles, if you wow. will. Wow. Huh? In this uh, in this particular wow. time, yeah. But, it, but it, um, if this was if this movie represented this particular time, you would have your own personal pandemic, and everyone else in the world would be actually fine. <laughs> so, yes, yes. If that is what you're dealing with right now, during sometimes this time, it feels that way, Mark. <laughs> sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but this uh, one's an actual medical bubble. Yes. Um. There's so much to talk about in this movie, but obviously, okay, we're going to talk about Tawny Katane a whole lot. So let me just set the table with the other star of this movie. Let's talk about the guy in the bubble. Now, this is Lee Carreri, who I was actually not familiar with whatsoever before we watched this movie. But uh, I think, in fact, I actually thought, I was like, did the guy who wrote this movie, uh, is he just starring in it too? Yeah, he cast himself. He's like, do I, <laughs> I wait, hold thought... on. I get to kiss Tawny, Tawny Katane? I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Wait. He's like, I wrote this movie. You guys go make it. Hey, uh, Tawny Katane's in. Oh, wait. I want to play the lead role. <laughs> Did you read the description of the lead? Because he looks and sounds just like me. Right. So. I mean, I know that part, like backwards and forwards, because I wrote it. But, you know, so I might as well just play it. But I, I really was like, because it just seemed a little odd casting. I'll talk a, a little, little bit more about why it still was kind of unusual casting. It was but. ridiculous. And that's 100% not that dude's real name. Uh, no. 100%. But, <laughs> Lee Carreri. Yeah. It's not his name. I'm also going to ask, I'm going to ask all of our listeners to pause the podcast and look up mm. Crystal Heart, do a little Google search and just look at the poster and you'll understand what we're talking about. These two people yeah. that you see on the poster fall in love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, can you fall in love uh, with Tawny Katane? 100%. <laughs> yes. Va, va, voom. Can you fall in love with Lee? No. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Lee. Sorry, Sorry, Lee. Sorry. Play all your bubble music you want. 
not falling in love here. There's not a love connection. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. But I just wanted to say, now, he was cast because this is shot in, I think, like 1985. And at the time, he is riding high by being on the TV show Fame, where he would uh, he would play keyboards and sing songs. And um, if you were a fan of Fame and you knew Lee Carreri and thought, oh, yeah, well, this makes sense. He's going to fall in love with a rock star. And he's a guy that also plays keyboards and he's going to sing some songs because he lives in a bubble and he has a synthesizer and he'll probably play this, play the synthesizer and sing some songs. But you would be wrong because he does barely plays that thing at all. In fact, the only times you hear him play it is when somebody's like, Chris, hey, turn that shit off. Someone's here. Or mail or or food here or whatever. It's always something he's like about to play. Or they're playing other people's music over him while he's playing as if that's the song he's playing, but he's not. Uh, anyway, that's why they uh, sort of cast him, or I would assume that's why they cast it. Um, uh, so instead, he's here to just play the guy that, you know, you're not sure how Tony Gatane falls for or why, but that's the thing. And that's the thing about his casting is that Casting him gives every guy who watches this movie a whole lot of hope. <laughs> so what you're saying is they cast him because they were like, in the casting call, they had an unplugged sequential circuit six track in the middle of the room. <laughs> and, and, they, and they were like, who can play mm-hmm. this really <laughs> convincingly? Oh, like, we can. How well do you want? Do you need me to play a song? No, no, no. I just need you to noodle around on it. <laughs> But you know it's not plugged in, and I can't hear anything. It like it. There's no electricity going. I know that's the point. Sell it. I want you make me believe that you're playing a song right now. And Lee (laughs) nailed it. (laughs) But he gets to fall in love with Tawny, and he shouldn't. I mean, it doesn't make sense. The two of them don't look right. You know, Um, it makes sense from the look falling in love with Tawny. Katane perspective. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, oh, yeah. you can Does totally understand. Sense is the reverse. You totally get why he falls in love with Tony Katane. Yeah. That's not a question at all. The question is, like, what does she see in him? Right. Like, I, absolutely. I and like, we, and he, you understand that he would be willing to risk death to be with Tony Katane. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> right. Wouldn't. <laughs> right. But, but, what, where's her upside on this one? Maybe she just well, wanted to, me, to kill someone? <laughs> Much like you guys looked at it, that it gave the average man hope. I looked at it as the perfect situation, the perfect relationship, because you really don't have to deal with all the bullshit of a dude. He's trapped in a bubble, so you don't have to deal with the mess, the smell, the back talk. He starts to get annoying. You just walk away. Sorry. So, oh, what? Your mic is out. Sorry. Bye bye. Oh, I got to go somewhere. Yeah, and, it'll take and you me... can't go. I'll be back in yeah, two weeks. You have to stay here. Yeah, right. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best possible situation. Because the other guys in her life, and there's not many, but the other guys in her life have a lot of baggage. So this and is he a guy writes that... her royalty-free songs. Yeah, Just he's here. got take it. He's got no baggage. He's loaded. <laughs> right. He's right. You know, writing her songs for free. He's enamored with her. I mean, done and done. So I guess we actually I do it. understand now why she's yeah, falling for that's him. Why. Now, now we get it. Okay. These so now simpletons. We get it. Come on. Don't make me crunch the numbers on this. I'm not the number cruncher. <laughs> Speaking of Tony's character, she actually plays uh, a girl named Allie, 
spelled like an alley like that you would walk yeah. down. Uh, I did notice just, that and thought, oh, just per- perfectly set up for later on for her to join the cats and it be Allie and the cats. Uh-huh. Exactly. You don't really see the name spelled out hardly at all. So it's, it's something that probably looked great on paper, but it doesn't really need to be there, but it is. And, um, but when she gets introduced, she gets introduced in a full out, full length music video yeah and we have that clip here Hearts are going to get touched. Hearts are going to get touched. And it's the only thing that's going to get touched. Uh, th- but the thing is, <laughs> oh. leading into that, leading into that chorus, does she say, "Don't touch the heart tonight"? I'm your mom, because that's what I heard. <laughs> I was like, "What? What is that? The lyric?" Huh. Mm. Yeah. Don't touch the heart because I'm going to be your mom, and let's not make it weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom has so many rules. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Mm. Now we see uh, that we only played a clip of it, but that you get to see that entire thing. That's in a whole video, uh, music video shot on I don't know, like the UCLA campus. I wasn't sure where they shot that thing, but um, but they you see the whole video, and then you end they end this with this video with Lee and his bubble and his nurse. Uh, talking about uh, meeting her, and that's how they meet is because he's writing her letters. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a fan. How? <laughs> like, well, he, like, it's I mean, a thing. He, like, it's he's allowed the, to use paper and pencil. This is a movie where, like, <laughs> I just feel like it it has like its own logic. Like, yeah, she's like an up and coming rock star, and he just is writing her letters. Like, how does he get a hold of her? Like, I remember being, and like, there's no social media. I remember being alive then in 1985. There was no like rock stars were untouchable. There's no way you could where how could you write them? I mean, well, he's Allie not Daniel, dealing with Make-A-Wish. Allie Daniels fan club was you know a, it was a popular group. You could she had <laughs> her guess. her address available on yeah. the fan club web, looked it up. on the fan club. Uh, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say website, and I was like, oh, no, that's right. He opened up the phone book. He was like Daniels Allie. Oh, it's got <laughs> her address. That's done. convenient. Nurse, it's the, only, no, it's, the only, this... it's the only one where Allie spelled like an Allie, so it's got to yeah, be her. Exactly, it's just super easy to find. What if you just made the nurse finder? Yeah, probably. <laughs> when you're super rich, you can do stuff like that. You can you're be like, like nurse, nurse, go find her. She's like, also, do you need anything, Chris? And he's like, yeah, I need you to go find Allie, A-L-L-E-Y, <laughs> Daniels, and give her this love letter. And she's like, ah. 
All the right. shift was just about to be over, but damn it, I can use the overtime. Now i got another 12 more hours to figure ah. this shit out. He's like going to track a, somebody down. He has a pen and paper, but he doesn't have sheets on his bed. It's just like a latex, <laughs> just a latex oh, cover. Those sheets would get him bed. so sick, dude. Yeah. Those oh, sheets would get him so, so sweaty. sweaty. No. So sweaty. <laughs> He also, also I'd like to I like to call out in the very beginning, his nurse is giving running a battery of tests on him. It's all part oh, of the yeah, same uh-huh. scene. And he is running on the tiniest treadmill, just a teeny yeah. tiny treadmill. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got to I, I have to say I kind of admire because you got to keep your pace up. You go if you even slip a little bit on that pace, you're going flying across the room. So maybe we all yeah, need to have like, teeny tiny treadmills. You're like, why is he holding on to the bar while he's running? Oh, because the thing is super tiny. And if he doesn't hold on to this thing, number one, it's going to get real rickety underneath him. And he's going to go flying off this thing and hurt himself. And I guess he doesn't have any white blood cells. I don't know. I'm not 100% what's wrong with Chris. No, I don't know We can just assume it's an autoimmune issue. But we don't I, know 100%. They just say, nothing's ever been right for Chris since the day he was born. <laughs> That's his dad, okay. by the way, in that in that. So he somehow also, the other thing is that he writes to her. So the first thing that he gets is that his nurse comes in and she's like, male Chris. And she's like, it's from Hollywood. And I'm like, isn't he living in LA? Like, is he, what is he in like Woodland Hills? And he's like, oh, can you imagine all the way out there in Hollywood? Like, it's he's not a, that far away. He, he's in Pomona, Ryan. It's, uh, I mean, it's a long drive. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, like, how... he's in a bubble. He might as well be a million miles away, Ryan. Jeez, how insensitive. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just felt like that was something that, like, if he was, like, living somewhere else um, in in the States, Hollywood would maybe be a little, maybe the allure of Hollywood. I guess the allure of anywhere is really exciting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do finally meet because he writes her a letter. Now, when they first meet... I want to, I'm going to play that. We got to play this clip, but you got to tell me, is, is this like just two hearts meeting instantaneously or is it just full on awkward? Also, <laughs> and they just stare at each other for so long. Also, <laughs> uh, nobody is on a ventilator in that scene. So why is right. there the sound I, of a ventilator in the background? There's a ventilator soundtrack. Right. Also, what I love about that scene as it goes on, they talk a tiny bit, a tawny bit, if you will. And then <laughs> she can see that he's in a bubble. There's all this machinery and, mm-hmm. you know, medical-ish devices mm-hmm. everywhere. And she just immediately starts to light up a cigarette. I'm she like, asked him if she can. She's like, can I light up a cigarette? I mean, she's a... I mean, she's read a, the room, Katane. She's a bad bee, man. Ooh, she doesn't give a she shit. She is an alley cat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, don't smoke, you gorgeous, perfect princess. Put that cigarette down. You don't need it. So, I mean, it doesn't end well. Because she brings up her manager Ugh. and he gets that all guy. upset. Now we know from her, you know, the, the, after we, we, we get back to her after the music video that she has a manager. She kind of like 
obviously has some kind of romance with him. She kind of pushes him in the pool, takes his shirt off, kisses him. But she just kind of says, oh, yeah, my manager. And he's like, does he know you're out here with me? And it's like, why would he be weirded out by the manager? You know, yeah, he especially doesn't know they have a romantic relationship like we do as an audience, but he doesn't know that if he could have seen her trying with all her acting might to show interest in kissing the actor who's playing the manager, <laughs> he would know he is on good, solid ground because she <laughs> right. they both are like the manager's even like, I know you don't want to do this. So I'm just going to just little pecs, just little just little packs. Yeah, just do little right. packs. Yeah. And it's, he's, he's a little bit is, older than her. That kissing he's scene got a, is he's almost as uncomfortable mustache. as them saying hello to each other. It is, it's, <laughs> it's rough. I like it's to think rough. that because Chris, because Chris's body is about as strong as a wet paper towel, <laughs> that maybe his other senses are heightened. And so he can just right. sense. He can sense. That the manager has the hots for her. He can just... It's it's also now that I'm thinking of it, it's possible he just doesn't understand how human relationships work at all. So he's thrown out by the idea of a yeah. manager because he just doesn't know what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, well, of I mean, course, he watches he, enough TV, but but he's grown up in a bubble. Right. That right. has no curtains. He is perpetually under the microscope of someone. Uh, he's had no privacy his entire life. And for being in a bubble, you'd think, well, oh, you've lived a very private life, but no, he hasn't. Cause everything, his bubble is surrounded by glass and everyone can right. see what he's doing right. any time of the day. So I don't think he he's understands kind of any like human a... relationships. His bubble looks like Frankenstein's hotel room in death race 2000. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It doesn't have quite the high ceilings, but it, but is, it is a very wide room. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that absorbed a good chunk of the budget just to build that little glass room. I'm sure it did. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And when he does flip out about the manager, she just like awkwardly quickly leaves. Like, oh, I uh, upset you. I did. I guess I must leave now. And it's and mom starts seeing it. They have sensors upstairs. It's and a, I was we, like, I mean, it's an odd question. Like, does he know that you're here? Like, mm, I can't have a cigarette. Or does he know that I'm here? I mean, right. yeah. Was she leaving really just to go have a cigarette? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. For sure. For sure. 100%. She was just yeah. kind of like, Ugh, I really wanted that cigarette. Or but she I guess... had to fart and she was like, I don't know how like air quality affects it. So right. I should run she out. Does, she does. And she, when she comes back later, she does ask him. She says she, she no. smells. <laughs> no. And he says, don't worry. The smell doesn't get in here. So it's exactly. like. Exactly. Oh, Erica, no. back to being the perfect boyfriend. She can just sit out there dropping ass all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's never going to know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So just. Ideal. As long as they don't make a lot of noise. I mean, if they make noise, it's going to be. That's the tell. He can no, that's you just turn he off the mic. You just turn off the microphone for a second. Just kind of <laughs> temporarily <laughs> mute. She's like, "Where's the volume knob? Oh, is it over here? Like, can you hear me? Just turn it all the way down." <laughs> no, wait, no, you you can't hear me. Oh, okay, great. Uh, or oh, awful. Here, I'll turn the knob up. Um, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but the thing is, is when the monitor goes off. It's like he's got high blood pressure. So his mom like freaks out and runs down like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, does he have high blood pressure to an extreme degree? <laughs> or does he have an auto? Like, what is that? I don't like what is that? Like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I guess that's why they have the entire room just in gray and they just wear him drab gray. Like they don't want him to get excited in any way, shape or form. So they just have to. uh 
I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. They do eventually, though, meet again. And this one is not uh, not as awkward, but just but in fact, it's wonderful because it, it I think it's actually a, a moment that could it could push if there wasn't another scene that's going to push it out of its way, uh, push for one of our favorite scenes later in the podcast. But that's a scene where she comes in and says, hey, no, it's Friday night. So we got to dance. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. This is a great, great scene. Uh, you know, she, because she, there's a she lot of scenes where art into that dance. She's putting it all out there. Uh, yep. And he, yep. mm-hmm. he looks so uncomfortable. Like, not like She's, I'm acting and I'm uncomfortable, but genuinely uncomfortable and unsure of himself. She's doing her. She wore her finest tent to go down there. She has the, the <laughs> this, this absolutely giant dress. That she has to literally pick up in order to move her legs around enough, that which is just so eighties. Mm-hmm. And she's very done her 80s. hair. She's done her hair in such a way that it looks like she has a mushroom on top of her head. Yep, yep, yep. Her hair is uh, is, is a thing. This whole movie it goes many different shades of red, uh, and in all sorts of styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks terrific. I, I mean. She's the best. Lee Carrere is doing what he can with that curly mullet he's got, but there's not much you yeah, can do on that Yeah, there's not much one. you can do. You can't get too excited about I that mean, mullet. I mean, or... how do they do it? How do, does he have, I'm sure he has to cut his own hair. How I can guess. they have somebody, they can't have somebody go in there and cut his hair. I mean, again, well, then, his personal it, maintenance is on him. The best ideal situation. You're just like, right. yikes, you look kind of gross. So, well, we can't touch. See ya. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, when you see the parents... He's adopted, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> like those parents didn't have him, right, unless right. one of them, unless the mom was feeling randy one night and hooked up with someone else. But um, right. and then I, the fact that the blood pressure, which look, if you get angry, your blood pressure will go up. So that's kind of a logical physical response to anger. So sure, I are they just fucking with him? Is he? Is he just, were they just like, look, we don't like this kid. I don't know why we adopted him. Uh, we obviously have a <laughs> swing in life and uh, we're doing pretty damn well for ourselves. They called the city. The city said, listen, you, we, you can't bring this kid back. They're like, oh shit, what do we do? I know. Autoimmune disease of some kind, bubble boy. We'll build him a little thing in the basement. Right. And it'll be fine. And then we get to have our swing in lifestyle again. Because right. like the mom. We got a baby zoo. The we mom can just has, visit him. The mom has no, uh, she has no real understanding of what's going on in the real world. At one point, Tawny Katane comes to visit him and brings a dog. And she is yeah. scared and shocked and says, did someone say that you could bring that animal in here? I'm like, have you never seen <laughs> right. a dog before? <laughs> what is happening in your life? Um, and I just, the pieces well, the start to come together. Is, is is that, like, they're, they're just fucking with him. He's fine. Well, the thing, the, the thing about it is that, yo, do you think this is just, this is just them? Oh, you know what? We didn't even go around and ask what this movie was about. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. For that I'm so now. excited to talk about this movie. I completely forgot. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's about one thing. Desire. <laughs> Mark, I mean, this is so late in the game, but I am just there's so much I want to talk about in this movie. 
Did you have something about what this movie was about? Sure. Never underestimate the readership of the National Enquirer. Ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? I actually had a couple things. Um, I kind of felt like this movie was just a long infomercial on how your life can be changed by Grenda Shoes. <laughs> but also... Soft shoes. Those are soft shoes. <laughs> But this is a movie that's a warning that if you skip a crucial conversation because you want to celebrate phone day, you might end up killing yourself. <laughs> it's a real deep cut. But to oh, get back wow. to the dog stuff, <laughs> to get back to the dog stuff, when when we now, when now she we're, now we're the... back to now we're back to the twenty five minute point of the movie. <laughs> yeah oh my god there's so much to talk about this movie's so good it's so great um when she gets fl- flips out about the dog he'd already talked about how like there's nothing and i want to call it the bubble lobby <laughs> you know <laughs> the viewing area the lobby <laughs> when, when you're in the blobby like he can't smell anything he can't like it's hermetically sealed like right right bring what, a dog in. you bring a you can bring a dog you bring can a bring cat, whatever like bring a chinchilla who cares if you put the dog in that little crazy contraption where he can like open like the window thing where he can open get food and the newspaper and all that other stuff if you brought the dog and then the dog gets into the thing with him well that's an issue but like, if it's out there in the blobby, like that's not gonna hurt him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, wow, yeah. I, but you think this whole movie is just a big ruse of, <laughs> so in terms of yeah. what this movie is about. You look, think this movie look, is the two people <clears throat> that adopted a boy and convinced him that if he got outside of this bubble, he would die. Absolutely. The dad, he's got a sweet comb over. He always says, like, uh, you know, at the lab, we're almost done with that thing that we were gonna build for you. It's totally bullshit. He's a baller. He yeah. at one point he goes to pour himself some OJ. He doesn't even close the top of the carton when it comes to OJ because he needs quick draw OJ. So he pulls that out of the fridge. Curtain's already open. He pours a, a, a glass, drops it back in because he's like, "Listen, I got things to do. I'm a mover and a shaker here. I'm just gonna like this kid's holding me down." The mom, uh, she doesn't know what's happening at all. Uh, but she, you know, she's uh, she's a socialite and they're both living their 80s dream right now. And he's really holding them back. So why not fuck with him and tell him that he's got some weird autoimmune disease? If she doesn't really know what's fucked going up on. Hair. Maybe he's got a perm. Maybe he gets a perm all the time because he thinks that's what guys wear is hair like that. Like the mom like <laughs> taught him through while she stood in the blobby and just sh- showed him how to no, perm his own the, hair. No, the nurse did. She's like, can you show him how to perm? I've got uh I've got to get to the club. I got a jazzer size glass is to so go to. Limp and flat. Can you please? <laughs> um then <laughs> please do not let one of those furry animals that barks into the house. You mean a dog? I don't know. I've never seen one. She no it's it's you're absolutely right. She doesn't know what it is because remember when she does bring the dog in, he doesn't call it a dog. He calls it a doggle. <laughs> Remember? Oh my god. He calls that's it right. he goes doggle. It's like that's right. it, See? That's I mean, how much know they what it is either. That's how much they have fucked with him. He doesn't know what's what? going on at all, except for music videos. Wow. He thinks he's playing music on a synthesizer that doesn't have a power cord. It's a nineteen eighty-four sequential circuit six track, the first polyphonic synthesizer equipped with MIDI and a six-track yeah. sequencer. 
six six voice polyphony similar to a Juno 106, which he was kind of competing with at the time. A really great synthesizer, kind of a a smaller, uh, more uh, economical version of the Prophet 5 or the Prophet 600, but still a nice synthesizer. He's not, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's all in his head. He's, he, they're, they've screwed with him that badly. <laughs> you know wow. what though? But I'm, 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 I'm trying to say if he's kept them, they've kept him in a bubble. Is the dad, because the mom doesn't know anything either. She's like, this animal creature, take it away. <laughs> what if he's, what if he's keeping her in the bubble of their compound that they live on? So and the just, dad's yeah. the puppet master? He yes. is keeping her just like, look, I really, honestly, I'm many years older, but I just wanted to keep, she's really good at tennis and I just needed a good partner to play tennis with. Right. I got to wow. just keep her away from what the world is like, keep the boy in the bubble, and then I can go around and do whatever it is I, I, I want to. And if I if and I he's recall, the one with the crystal heart. Oh my god, it all makes sense. And he if doesn't I remember, love them, he can't. His heart's made of fucking crystal. <laughs> Shit. Um. So the nurses, but in yes, on they it. like the nurse and the dad are the ones that are really running the show here. Exactly, and they're just all trying to keep the mom. I think they're trying to keep the mom in the dark because she might kill anyone. She's just insane. <laughs> She's a time bomb. There's like another movie. There's a side movie where they're just trying to keep her from knowing anything because if she starts to know something, she will kill everyone. Wow! Yikes! <laughs> all she right. so desperately want a serial killer element to this. I just I'm trying to squeeze Insatiable. it in there anywhere I can, but um. Ah, uh, uh, and yeah, here's one of the things that Tawny keeps saying that she likes about him. She keeps saying that she likes his music. If that's true, let him play some music. No, <clears throat> no. He hands her he hands her sheet music. She puts her finger up to her ear and starts immediately coming yeah. up with the melody. And I'm like, uh-huh. nope, yeah. nope, <laughs> nope. There's yeah. no way that no, she's I mean, reading that and getting that uh, melody down. I'm gonna get we to that. We never hear him that actually is... play. You any never music. hear him play. You never, right. not once. She's like, oh, well, I love his. Oh, she even says at one point to her manager too. She's like, God, his music is really good. Like, really? Because none of us ever hear it. None of us would know. That's just something we just have to. I don't know. Imagine. I guess though we really get her music because we 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 see her play a lot. Um, but let's talk a little quickly about the manager. I just wanted to talk about the manager. Real quick, we we brought him up earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him. Jean Claude is the manager. He's played by a Spanish actor, actually, Simon Andrew, who was in uh, like tons of movies. The guy was in has been in a ton of stuff: Death Walks at Midnight, Beyond Reanimator, tons of stuff. Um, he's trying to get her into things uh, and help her career. He's doing a lot to try to help her career, uh, but then, like at one point, he's like kept out of the backyard party she's having with a bunch of her girlfriends in the pool. And then he like steps in dog shit. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, are we not? Oh, this guy's not cool, I guess. Cause I mean, in the beginning, like we said, like he may look like a much older guy, but I thought it was a real Celine Dion situation, you know, where she was just like digging her manager, <laughs> even though he's a lot older. And God. you know, you're like, well, you could do a lot better, but all right. I mean, you know, I disagree. Real- <laughs> you know, this guy is evil from the minute you see him for really? the same reason that, you know, the villain in the Pink Panther cartoon is evil because he's wearing all black and he's got a mustache and he looks shifty. It's you're like that guy's bad. He's bad news. From the, I mean, he's wearing an unbuttoned shirt at her home. Mm. Come on, 
you know, he's evil from minute one. And I don't think he does this particularly this particular moment on purpose, but he sets up them uh, like a National Enquirer uh, photo shoot to do a story that would be on the front cover, which would be Allie and Chris and talking about her her career and also her love of this boy in the bubble. And but this you know, is a deal to get her signed, right? For, to go on a tour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all the all relationships go through tough times, but um, it's easy to see why Chris has a huge meltdown after he's asked this very difficult question by the National Enquirer. Let's play the meltdown clip. Great, great. Now tell me, just what do you guys do about not being able to go out together? No problem. She's got plenty of those guys out here to take care of her lonely nights. Hey, you keep your mouth shut, pal. Chris, look, I think the interview's over, okay? You damn right it's over. No one wrong of you. Just get the hell out of here. Are you damn stupid? You heard me. Get out! Chris, okay? please, just come on. You go, too! Follow them! Chris, it was just a dumb remark. You used me. No, no, you used us. Mm-mm, uh-oh. So that meltdown, uh, he gets obviously instantly jealous. This is a brand new thing for him to have this relationship. But then he also kicks her out. <laughs> no, you too. Oh, you you want to have sex with other dudes? Get out of here. But that's uh, his only, what else is he going to do? Uh, All he can do is kick yeah, her out. Right. Get out of my blobby. All I want to do is be more alone. Yeah. Uh, and so what do Chris and Allie do to solve <laughs> this problem? They They have an issue. So what would anyone do when they're in, having a little difficult time in a relationship? Well, you take refuge, as we heard at the end of that clip, in a musical montage of Let Me Believe in You by Jay Ferguson. <laughs> I mean, maybe you play some video games mm-hmm. or play mm-hmm. some music, mm-hmm. which we can't hear because we're too busy listening to Jay Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe you walk on the beach with a friend yeah. or you read a book and drink your milk mm-hmm. <laughs> because this because this movie, this movie is sponsored by Knutson. Knutson <laughs> Dairy Products. It's it's um, also or, right around right around this part of the movie that we're introduced to Tawny Katane's best friend, who has not shown I, up at all I until guess, this point. Yeah, <laughs> and she shows up in this montage, and then later has one scene, and then she's just gone again. Mm-hmm. Like again, the best kind of friend. <laughs> <laughs> What I learned from this movie is that Tawny Katane has perfectly surrounded herself. Her relationships are perfect. They just drift in and oh, out of her life. The best. Best. She, this friend teaches her a dance routine while she's still smoking. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's, a, That's I mean, true. There's a lot of weird sounds in this. Like, if you notice, like, that little window thing that he gets this. I have a clip of this. Like, it's the little window clip. Like, you can hear mm-hmm. what this sounds like. <clears throat> So that is ripped off from Star Trek, right? 
I like, mean, that's straight up, right? But that further supports the conspiracy that <laughs> it's all just BS. And that his dad was just a Star Trek fan. And he was like, hey, I'm, you know what I'm going to do is an extra little dig. I'm going to have I'm going to have the Star Trek doors be his, you know, um, containment area that cleans it and disinfects everything. Doesn't do anything. It just sprays air on whatever the nurse puts in there. And then to go back to them having this sort of fight dish. I don't know if it's even a fight during that montage. When they are sort of like doing their own things, off doing their own things because he's upset the way she's used it. Then, again, here comes the nurse bringing the National Enquirer to him and he busts it out and he smiles and then he frames it. And then she comes in, I guess, open invitation. She walks in and he's like, look at us. And she's like, you like it? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Argument over. Yeah, we've dealt with it. Because what else do you have, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, you smiled at that because you're like, wow, I I thought about it here when I was alone in a bubble and I realized I don't have anything else going on. I was playing my Atari and then I looked at this picture of the two of us and I was like, fuck, I I made a mistake. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds a lot like what I just said. So, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Well, uh, excellent point, Ryan. Well, I added the Atari, so I made God, a totally get back different in your point. Bubble. I, get I'm, out of here. I'm in my own bubble. You get out of here too. <laughs> I'm in my own bubble during this podcast. Well, he watched one uh, of her music videos that was uh, introduced by Richard Blade, who we will see in Girls Just Want to Have Fun uh, mm. when we talk about that movie. Uh, and he yes, saw Tony yes, Contain again and was like, oh, I should never get angry at her. If she's into me for as long as she's into me, I will be mm-hmm. cool with whatever she says because she's Tawny Katane. Um, yes. Uh, love that he was in there in that movie. That's or in the movie and two movies. This is like he's I hope he's in tons more New World movies. We'll find out. That's, that's my hope. I mean, I don't blade out as hard as you guys, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. So, bring it on. <clears throat> I have a question, though, to you guys. Was this like little argument thing that they had? Was this a just a minor ugly blip in their engagement? Yeah. Are they engaged? Yeah. Is my is my real question. Yeah, are they, they are. engaged now? Because he does pop the question and like, I don't know, meeting number two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, let's get married. Right. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is just a little lover. So are they engaged during the engagement? <laughs> So when she comes in and they are, I guess, engaged, they have to make up. Yeah. And boy, do they make up. Mm-hmm. 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 They make up in the best way ever. <laughs> and this is where, this is where, if you want to skip ahead because you want to preserve this amazing scene for yourself, go right ahead because we have to talk about this scene. <clears throat> this is the scene we were we were mentioning earlier in the podcast. Um, this is the scene, guys. Uh, I don't want to say for everyone that it's our favorite scene. It is. But, I mean, I don't know how you could pick another scene. And It's of course, almost I'm talking impossible. About this- it is the scene of the movie. It is mm-hmm. what you're waiting yeah. for the entire movie. Yes. When she comes in <clears throat> and he's clearly forgiven her, he turns off the lights mm-hmm. and she says, pop that shirt. Mm-hmm. And we are going to make some wild love through glass. Mm-hmm. 
not through glass, on either side of glass, which is glass being on in the middle. On our own side of the glass. <laughs> right, right. So <clears throat> want to be very, very clear. Like if you've ever wanted to see what a person looks like when they're kissing another person <laughs> from the angle of that person, you get to see it because there's a lot of kissing of glass. <laughs> Just I, I'm forgetting glass. where that moment. I forget where the moment would come from, but there are scenes where people have tried to like f- try to kiss gla- through glass and in in some kind of movie, and you just it's a comedy moment. Imagine that, but dead serious mm-hmm. for two to three minutes. Yeah, it goes on of like and nakedness and, on, and, and like on. up and down the glass mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like fingers on both sides of glass pretending they are touching one another and running back and forth. I it's think the best. he puts his head down like he's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's, he's trying to motorboat her yeah. at one point. <laughs> and he's yeah. in the glass. He's motorboating the glass. <laughs> I mean, it's the best. And all I can think about unreal. All I could think about the entire time was how pissed that nurse was going to be when oh, she yeah. comes in in the morning and sees how smeared up that oh, glass she is. She has She's to gonna clean be like, that. Damn it, Chris! She, oh, that's on her. Take those sure. headphones off. Right. Get out of your sheepless no. bed. What is this? What is the meaning of this? I'm pretend. Hey, I can't hear you because I'm pretend playing my synthesizer that isn't plugged yeah, in. I can't imagine that at the end he was like, "Hey, could you?" Clean the glass off before you leave, because I my mom's <laughs> gonna get real mad. <laughs> Is it okay if you clean it and then get out? Just get out. <laughs> oh, oh, God. oh, it's the best. So. Oh my God, that scene! Uh, I so great. it is it is it's really amazing. I rewatched it today and I just laughed. It's just, but it it's amazing. And amazing. I give full on actually props to the to both of them, especially yes. Tony oh. Katane, because you know I'm sure I I don't know from experience, but I'm sure filming a sex scene is like uncomfortable and weird right. enough. Right, right. Um, and she looks gorgeous and amazing sure, in this movie sure, of course but to be still there and be fully nude and be essentially humping glass mm-hmm. <laughs> like, standing up my hat goes off to you Tony yeah Katane. Uh, yes you are amazing amazing like when Absolutely he amazing. when he gets a boner how does he does he you know he's dang he's just banging the glass with that. well the glass are <laughs> that's his, gotta be painful that serves his, 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 that's his frisbee so <laughs> Right from slaughter, we're talking about our slaughterhouse episode, oh, God. where uh, the girlfriend just po- oh. politely, ever so politely and thoughtfully, puts a frisbee over where his boner would clearly be <laughs> as they make out against a tree. But in this one, like that that thing, as he keeps mauling the glass, you know that boner, that bone dogger is just slapping up against it. <laughs> So the question is, the oh question is, God. when you're up against the glass, do you push it down or do you just lift it up so the underside is pressed against the glass? Like, you got to commit one, one to of the those. experts. I mean, that's a great question. I wish we could talk to either one of them so we could ask. Can what... we take a poll, quick audience poll? Now, would you push it down or smash it up? <laughs> oh, I, oh. <laughs> I mean, I have to hand it to both of them. That is... They really tried yeah. to do their best. 
Yeah. They were tasked with uh, an impossible mission, uh, if you they will. They didn't try, Ryan. They did their best. They did yeah. the oh, best. they did. They yeah. did the best glass yeah. sex scene ever. You ever, can't do ever better. committed to film. They, they, oh. they, they've, they've set, they've set the bar. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else wants to write a scene where pe- two people attempt to have sex through glass, um, they're going to have to watch this scene because they have set a very high, high bar. And it is the, it is the single best scene in the entire film. It's just without a doubt. <clears throat> Speaking of phone day, though, we get into some more trouble. I'm not sure because... how we were speaking of phone day during that sex scene, yeah, but great. sure. Uh, we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> I just I just segued out. Okay, cool. I don't I sure. Screen <laughs> talking about something else. Is it wait, phone day? Is that not what you call when you have a boner? You go, hey, it's phone day. Why don't you pick up? <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God. yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to top a sex scene where two people are mashing their bodies up against glass. Um, no, when I, I spoke earlier about phone day, phone day is when Chris gets really excited. There's two people get that are very excited. Allie is very excited because she's got this tour, and Chris is super pumped because his dad has finally figured out how to set up the phone so that the speakers go on inside of the containment unit, <laughs> the bubble. Um, made me think of something else all of a sudden, but I'll finish this point. Um, and he's super excited about that. And so when she shows up, uh, she's like, Hey, I got to talk to you about something important. And he's like, no, 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 no. Let's play that clip. Um, Look, we gotta talk. I wanted to... No. No. Uh-uh. Sorry, no. No. No serious talk today, because today is phone day. Watch this. This is a day for great celebration. You're gonna love it. Watch. I'm gonna help you. I know. Oh, you. Hey, So, Erica, he flops I'm, on the bed. He flops on the bed and just giggles with glee because he can phone operators. Okay, so Erica, <laughs> you talked about this perfect boyfriend. Is this the moment where you start to second guess that decision and go, <laughs> his childish glee over having a phone? Yep. Is yep. that where you're like, oh, you might not, you you might not be no, mad enough because you're like, the bar is so low for gift giving at that point. That you're like, right. it's so easy. It's true. It's like true. next, I'll surprise him with an answering machine. Like it's gonna be so easy. My God, birthdays, Christmas, oof, so easy. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Why does he have to have speakers <sighs> inside the bubble when he has a phone? I, I, I don't know, but he's just so pumped about it. You know, the point of it is that they are doing so much technology. And this is going back to our theory about the dad. How come there's no security system within that bubble? Like they were just trying to <laughs> mash their asses up against that glass, like which they were free to do because as technical, technologically superior as this whole situation is, 
they don't have any sort of security system. I think they if do. They, they do just, go They out. just didn't cover that. Dad was watching the whole time because he said earlier when they were telling you, <laughs> when Chris was talking about Tony, he says, I, I might be older, son, but I had those feelings too. So he's up there Ooh. in his control yeah. room going, oh, um, dear, are you around? Okay, okay good. Let's just enjoy this yep. for a little while. His, By the way, his quote is this. Look, Chris, I may be your father. But I had those feelings once myself, you know. So he's admitting, I once felt love. One time. It is now gone. It, it is over now. Mm-hmm. That it is no longer. You. It wasn't for your mother. It was way back when. <laughs> it isn't now. It is gone. I don't feel those feelings anymore. But I did at one point in time feel right. feelings like you are experiencing now. Mm. Here's the thing that's insane. I don't know how long we've been talking, but there's still so much left. Oh, it oh. is insane how much is left in this movie. 57 minutes we've been talking about this movie, and we're only 45 minutes into the movie. I, I think we gotta we gotta move to another segment, but just to let people know, we there's so much that happens at this point. That I mean, there's a ton that goes on. There's so much more. I actually went a big moment happened in the movie i thought okay cool now we're closer to the end and then i checked the running time there was 40 more minutes there's so (laughs) much more that happens in this movie it's whoo oh my gosh there's more montages there's more sex that happens Mm -hmm. it is it is non-stop all right but let's punch we'll we'll try to cover it through a different segment that we like to call things i loved and things i hated that's right. We're going to play things I loved and things I hated. We're going to start with things that I loved. And Mark, we'll start with you. What are some things you loved about Crystal Hart? Uh, Tawny Katane. I mean, she yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah. she is working her ass off in this movie. She's doing an incredible job playing that part to the like as well as anyone could, especially during the sex scene. She's doing actual gymnastics in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's... You know, driving the shit out of that rabbit cabriolet. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's, you know, she's, uh, tr- she can dance and smoke at the same time. I mean, she's doing it all. <laughs> so, yes, I, I have to have an incredible her. wardrobe. She has an incredible, incredible wardrobe. Incredible wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Incredible wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, she looks she, fantastic. She runs the, the gamut of a lot of different 80s styles. You know, all of them. Uh, she has all of them yeah, going. She does. Uh, yeah. And she and they they're all convincing. Um, so, I mean, hats off to her. I It's actually uh, it's a shame that, you know, she didn't get a better movie to try all that out on. But, right, you know, right. It's uh, she's doing a hell of a job. If this is not the movie that people remember her for, but this should be the movie that they remember her for. Absolutely, she really works her ass off on uh, on this in this film. Like, there, everyone's going to think of the White Snake videos, but I'm like, okay, fine, and I get it. But like this movie, she's she's and Bachelor Party, people might remember that one as well. But like, sure, this is the movie that like she really is is working overtime. Uh, Erica, things that you loved. I love the entire movie. I'm not going to lie. I agree with Mark. I think that Tawny Katane not only looks amazing in it. I mean, that black swimsuit that she has on yeah. when 
we first see her at her home when the manager's there like mm-hmm. that not anyone can pull off no. a swimsuit like that no. and she looks amazing in it all when she pulls everything off to mark's point she's like dancing shooting these music videos you know doing all of it i think i think she's really great and that's what made me really love this movie because i think anyone else it wouldn't have been as effective and it wouldn't have worked as well those were the things i loved With, it was, is there anything else or is it just that nope. okay um, yeah one thing we didn't get one thing L. we didn't get to talk about is she does a full jump through fake glass completely naked scene mm. yeah. that mm-hmm. as it's, yep. it's a nightmare mm-hmm. that she's having she's having a nightmare right yeah and it yep. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why it's in there no but god yeah. bless her for she commits to the jump mm-hmm. she's covered in blood she is fully naked and you're like mm-hmm. hey good for you 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 they were like yep. okay here's what you're gonna do and she was like awesome i got it i got this and she nails it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, that scene like it, it, uh, it looks really good too. Like, I don't know if she, I don't, I don't know if she did the stunt. I would imagine she didn't, but it still looks really good. And she, she's fully nude for that scene where mm-hmm. she busts through glass. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the scene is taken from a montage later where she's with Chris and they are in the shower together. But they obviously pieced this and decided we're going to have her have a nightmare where. He's in the shower. She's in the shower, but she busts through. Does she bust through the window of the shower to get to him? Because she thinks, but then he's not there. Is she I, just I trying to get to him? I, I, do, I don't I don't know what it meant. I mean, but... It's a nightmare, Ryan. It might not make any <laughs> sense. True. It's a or nightmare. She was just like, Chris, Chris, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to bust through this. This, <laughs> this glass door. Want to see something cool? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Look what I can do. The, why'd you bust through the shower door? <laughs> Get out! Get out! Um, well, some things I loved. I I loved uh, Chris's nurse, Justine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's played by Spanish actress Marina Sara, who didn't do much else in the United States. Mm-hmm. He is just like the nicest person to Chris and Allie. And as I mentioned, he, she runs out to run interference and bring Allie first time she comes over into the uh, the bubble or the, the blobby. And while she does that, we cut back to her for a couple of scenes that seem to make no sense. But if you think about it, she runs to talk to the mom to distract her. Mm-hmm, so she's mm-hmm. coming down the hall. Like we don't know enough about the location to understand that she's coming down the hall to where Chris is. And she's trying to keep her away from that. We just have not seen enough of the house to really understand that. Mm-hmm. But it was like on the second watch, I was like, oh, she's grabbing her to take her away. And she's like, oh, come upstairs. I need to like, I'm confused by something. I want to you. Can you explain something? No, she's she she's says just trying to some, keep some, mom out of the whole biz. Yeah. She's saying some she's new software came in and that she was going to show her the software, which on, on the right, initial viewing, right. you're like, uh, I don't understand what's going on here. So they don't. Right. I guess they just don't. Yeah. They, she never says, I'll run distraction. I'll distract your mom and I'll keep her from coming in. So you don't really right, get it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. She's working really like, hard. She's working hard to like make sure that this guy can mash his dick in some glass at some point. <laughs> Maybe that's something that I really talk- hope that Chris gets to bang his boner into some glass. <laughs> oh my god! So he can have a phone day. Um, 
<laughs> Listen, son, I also, when you can bang a boner into glass, I'll give you a phone. <laughs> That's how we got the phone. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. If this is going to prevent me from seeing my son smacking his dick against the glass again, I will give him a phone. I mean, these are the things that parents um, have to deal with all the time. <laughs> I loved uh, Tawny's love of milk. She loved to have a good glass of milk, when, mm-hmm. especially when she's about to come home from a long day and 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 try to play a song that a new friend has just written for her. Yep. Nothing like pouring some Newtsons, what looks like, the, <laughs> I looked up the red carton. I was like, what is that, 2%? <laughs> the the Newtson red cover is what it looks like she pulls out of the fridge, and that's what is usually their heavy whipping cream. So <laughs> maybe she's just chilling out just, with just a big old glass of heavy whipping cream. Just put a little heavy whipping cream on the throat, and then just get behind that yeah. piano and start singing away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I also love the accuracy of of showing how people react to science. For instance, like Chris's parents uh, visit uh, Chris's doctor and he gives them some advice and this is their reaction to it. I have a clip of it. Well, what about a more normal lifestyle? How about some visitors? I don't think it would hurt. It could hurt you, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't think that could hurt. And instantly smash cut to them in the car. I think that would hurt. <laughs> the mom <laughs> is immediately not on board. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, this is what I think you have and you need to get some rest. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need rest. I'll be all right. I'll get through this. I felt like that was accurate. Um, I also love Chris's dad. It almost feels like, it almost feels um, like the editor was editing the movie and got to that part. And he's like, wait a minute, this screws everything up because the doctor just said he could have visitors. We're going to have to cut in right, something right. quick to get this back on the rails. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise this yeah, plot's falling sure off the cliff. <laughs> which, yeah. also, that, which also begs the question, why include this scene at all? But I guess because they needed a scene just to be like, well, the, the parents are getting medical advice, you know? Because that's the thing. As Mark was saying earlier, he was talking about getting him into a suit. And as we all know, uh, this movie borrows liberally from uh, a 1976 movie called The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, with, uh, which was a TV movie, but was based on a couple of guys that legitimately had like autoimmune disorders and had to live uh, in these hermetically sealed things so they didn't uh, get sick. And one of the boys was actually given like this sort of like space suit. And the suit is talked about a little bit chris talks to his dad about it yep and is like i'm not into it but you think oh we're getting the suit it's almost ready like chris is like i mean how old is he like he's 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 31 he's not a child like he this is they've been working on the suit for decades that's like, why he's had this issue no, his whole not. life the dad's been fucking with him and telling him about the suit this whole time he's not doing shit about the suit he's not at all He's an investment broker. He knows nothing about science. Right. He's just, look, at one point he's trying to do some kind of uh, electronics work and he doesn't know what he's doing. And Chris is correcting him that the power is, 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 he has too much power going into the system. And you know that that dad was like, fuck, now he knows. Now he knows I'm not a scientist and I have no idea what I'm doing. But 
you know, Chris was raised to, uh, you know, he doesn't know a lot of things. Like he doesn't know how phones work. So, you know, he got away with it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I do think he's very sweet. Now that we've talked about this potential, <clears throat> you know, uh, secret plan that he has, maybe not so much. By the way, the dad is played by Lloyd Bachner, who was the father of Hart Bachner, who most people will remember uh, as the douchey guy in Die Hard. Um, who plays no you know, the, the coke snorting guy, but is also to Mark and I, who plays a shitty sleazy cop who hits on Leah Thompson in a movie called The Wildlife. And yes, indeed. Um, and that yes, that is his father. That's his father there. Wow. Um. Wow. I also love the Richard Blade sighting, but we talked about that. Erica, there was this moment. So maybe if this is the moment you're talking about, I'd made a note. If this is something you love, now's the time to talk about it. Well, I thought we weren't jumping ahead to things we hadn't talked about yet or mentioned. Well, we, we haven't mentioned this yet. It doesn't matter. About... This is the time. We'll talk about it in these bits. All like... right. I love it when he rolls around in the grass <clears throat> and he puts oh, his face yes. in a stranger's dog. Yes. Yes. He does Spoiler his whole montage. He out of his bubble. <laughs> He breaks out his bubble. That's all right. We he breaks out his bubble. They do that whole montage of him running and just running. The music's playing. He's running. He's experiencing what it's like to be outside. And then he just lays down on someone in someone's front yard mm -hmm. for a while. Yep. Yeah. And then rolls around. And you're like, and I don't know. And if then that's a strange the dog comes up to him. Yeah, then a random dog ro runs up and he just like puts his face in the dog's and face. And like, whose dog is that? <laughs> like, who oh. even is that? And is that just a stray dog? Who even <laughs> owns that dog? It's not on a leash. It's like it's like the director ran out of ideas and was like, okay, is we got this running scene. Like, and like, does he run up to like the top of a building and he gets to look over all the city and be like, wow, I'm here and I'm taking this all in. Nope. We're just going to have him lay down on the grass. Some stranger's house. Totally normal. <laughs> totally what you would do. Uh, my last thing I loved, I just wanted to bring up. Um, I loved how much. Now, this guy is, is labeled as the, uh, or uh, he's called the delivery driver in the credits, but he calls himself Abdullah the Fula uh, <laughs> that picks Chris up as he's running. I don't know. He's, he's, he's running in what looks like this, this, the streets of Beverly Hills. And uh, long way he from Pomona. He must be exhausted. Right, it's right. It's a long run. I love that this guy had so much time in his day that he's like, I'll not only give you a ride, I'm going to show you how to drive a car. I'm going <laughs> to teach you how to drive a car. Like, I have nothing planned. Mm -hmm. I have an o wide open day and you've just filled it, sir. Well, but he reads the National Enquirer. He knows he's the bubble boy. And he's like, right? dude, I get, right? I'm going to be able to tell all my friends that not only did I get to meet the bubble boy, but I taught him how to drive. So, I mean, like, he's got stories to tell when his day is but done. But here's the thing. Everybody reads the National Enquirer. This is something I was not aware of <laughs> from my time living through 1985. But everybody reads the National Enquirer. Paper so, people. Cops, everyone, they all everyone. know what's in the National Enquirer. <laughs> Owners of everyone. cars. Owners of cars. Everyone knows. It's the most reputable paper that exists. It makes exactly. a career if you can get onto it. Um, all right. Anything else that you love before we move on to things I hated? No, move on. 
<laughs> All right, things I hated. Uh, Erica, you're so excited. Let's start with you. What's some stuff that you hated? It might oh. be tough. This might be a tough one. Oh, that is a tough one. <clears throat> Did I hate anything? Oh, I don't think I did. I really don't think I did. Well, think on it. Let's go to Mark. What's some? What's something you hated, Mark? Um, I hated that the DVD I got was obviously a scan of someone's VHS tape, and there were some tracking yep. issues at the bottom of the scan. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of annoying no. me. I kept going, can yeah. you adjust that tracking, please? Because I'm seeing a little, some artifacts down there. Uh, but really, in all seriousness, <laughs> what I hated the most is why doesn't this have a proper release? This yeah, is yeah, a fantastic yeah. movie and deserves this, like yeah. if this if they said this is it's going to cost a hundred, we're going to put a, some, a DVD out with director's commentary and some extras, and we're going to charge you a hundred dollars. I would be like, I'm in. I will pre-order today. Yeah. Are you here? Did are Tawny you, ever are do you some listening? commentary? Are, like. Yes. Are you listening, Vinegar Syndrome? Time yeah. to Vinegar dig Syndrome this one needs up. to give this the Beastmaster treatment. They just yep. need to give it like a sweet box, oh. but also a slip, and also like a booklet and a poster, and just this need to go all out. Like, get it? Do a six-hour documentary and how this movie was made. <laughs> what I would watch all of going it on? and read oh, all man. of it. It For is sure. an incredible movie. Uh it, it has given us so much and uh, and we yeah, it deserves a proper release. I'd love to see uh, like a better scan of it, too. I'm going to get at something, though, that I did that I didn't like. And this was we touched on this earlier, but this is the song that that Chris gifts uh, Allie in the very beginning of the movie. So let's let's see that very or I'm going to have a clip of this where we see a little bit of where she she first gets the song from the Star Trek doors. You might even hear the Star Trek doors in there. Um, and she gets it and she picks up the uh, song. So we'll hear that. I don't... It's a song. Uh, and I still see your face. It's nice. Word for you. Would have been really cool if you if you would cast somebody who knew how to, like, I don't know, play the piano and sing. Like, I don't know, the guy you cast. Maybe he could have done it. Only. I don't know. It's only what he did on fame. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, this then she goes home, you know, as you know, as she does, she has to have her cup of milk. And then she starts playing the song. And then she just gets overwhelmed and she stops. Right. Because she's playing the song. Yeah. But just yeah. so you know, up until at the end of the movie, when she has her final concert. Here I am standing by myself. It feels so strange. I've run out of miracles. And I can't get you back again. Mm-hmm. 
She plays the whole song. Now, here's why this bothers me. And we get to see it. The thing of it is, is that it took me rewatching this to realize it was all one song. Because she gives him the song. She does a little da-da-da-da-da. It's a song. Oh, okay, cool. Then she kind of plays it at home. And it sounds somewhat like the same song. Yeah. And then we never talk about that song ever again. And we never see Chris play it or any song. They never bring it up. And then it's done at the end. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's a real lost opportunity because it's like if he had played in the beginning, perhaps like when he was like, hey, I wrote something for you. Let me play it for you. But that's the only part of this whole bubble that doesn't have any electricity. My fucking synthesizer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> can you hear it? I got it turned up. Why can't you hear so, it? <laughs> <laughs> My dad says it works. It's just like the star- he starts playing and just plays the Star Trek theme song. And dad's just like, I just love Star Trek. What a show. <laughs> I mean, like they just they they this was supposed to be a big moment and a big rousing ending. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, a yeah. big ending. No, moment. yeah, they're they're trying the- to do almost like a Star is Born ending where she's finally getting to yeah. play this song and yeah. it's a, it's like oh it ties all he together. It's this, very emotional. Play this song, yeah. And he uh, by and this time, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, he's dead he's, by the yes, time she plays yes, that well, at the end. Whoops, whoops, <laughs> whoops. Sorry we didn't warn you on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, but you're right. Thing. Like, you know, you know he's going to get out of the bubble. You know, like, you know something's going to happen. Like, I again. didn't see that coming. I didn't think he <clears throat> really? had it in him. Really? I didn't think he had yeah. it in him. Okay. I also thought it, when he threw the chair at it that it was going to just bounce off. And I was fully prepared for that, that he was going to throw oh, the he chair threw it at the glass. At the glass? And it was glass? just going to... And it was yeah, going to bounce off bounce and back. hit him. And he'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh man. But it cr- it crashed through the glass. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess that treadmill's been been paying off. Right. You know? It's got I, wanted, I wanted her to then never get out of the bubble and her to come in and go, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, throwing the chair in the glass is in the treadmill. Uh, the treadmill paid off because everyone uh, knows when you throw a chair in the glass, it's all in the legs. You have to really yep. use your legs to get that thing <laughs> through the glass. The well, that's how I was able to do that run from Pomona to Beth Hills. <laughs> yeah, he's been working on that run for a long time. Also, if uh, he I just did didn't. Have, I didn't like if, that. If he didn't have such a tawny boner, he would have corrected her for being a little off pitch when she first tried to sing that song. He would have said like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 right? Yeah, that's no, not right. That's not how I wrote it. Not how I wrote it. Ronky." <laughs> um yeah i didn't like that that i just felt like there was a it would have been basically you'd fix this moment if lee uh, or or if chris had just played the song for her Mm -hmm. hey i wrote something for you and just plays the song and sings it and he's like here and then gives her the music Mm -hmm. right and then she goes home and tries to play it a little bit and you realize she's they're connecting musically yes and then i don't know bring it up one more time before we see it at the end it just would have and maybe you don't have to bring it up again because now it's pretty well cemented. Mm-hmm. Or where you he only works her, with like, her, why doesn't he work with her on the song? Just one scene where they're working on it yeah. together so that, you know, he feels like he's right. They're, they're right. really bonding sure. over the song and they're working together yeah. on it. None yeah. of that happens. Right, right. That's but like, it does a, feel like point. there are some serious gaps in this movie that I, I wonder right. If, right. They, if there are scenes that we're just not seeing. Because it does feel like a little like the fact that her quote unquote best friend shows up 44 minutes into the movie feels a little odd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't like, look, also when I say I hated it, it's just like, I felt like there was an opportunity to make all of that better. That's really my, my criticism. 
Um, I did, though, hate um, just the fact that they never let him play a single song. Like, Chris is supposedly just sitting around in a bubble playing music all the time, but we never hear any of it. Mm-hmm. Even if he didn't sing, if we just could hear a song. Yeah. Like, we don't hear anything. None of it. And that just was like, that's, come on. That's fair. Why cast this guy if you're not going to do it? So, uh, let's move on to favorite scene, though I think we've covered that. Yeah. I would yeah. throw out, just if we're not talking about the sex scene, maybe the scene where he's just laying on his bed and he's calling in an order of shorts. <laughs> what color? I don't know. Surprise me. <laughs> like, the scene, why? it's like a good 30 seconds. It's like, what is this? I mean, I know it's also, phone day. Wears, I know it's phone day, but oh my he God. He never wears anything but a white sweatsuit. Right. But he's opening up. He's trying to have some colors, I guess. I don't know if that will excite him so much that it'll set off his... Anyway. All right. So we all know our favorite scene. Let's move on. We got to move to uh, our newest segment. It's called Final Questions. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where did you think um, Allie got all those creepy clown tchotchkes? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> oh, I you know <laughs> they they do like a a slow pan and it's like in the foreground and f- and out of focus and they actually turn yeah. the focus on them. Yep, <laughs> Get I think those that clowns in frame. <laughs> I, I think when she was in high school, she worked at Paper Doll, and. <laughs> She got a deep employee discount and bought them up while she could. <laughs> she just, you know what? It's perfectly placed because they're on these sort of like this weird sort of like not wall or support beam. It's just like these little, they're not even shelves. They're just like wood, like wood, like worked into these kinds of shapes. And she just put them on it. And I feel like, because she's like, ultimately, if they fall down and break, you're just out some Creepy clown tchotchkes. Just clown. And that's okay. Um, let, next question. If you guys are going to throw a barbecue in your backyard mm-hmm. and you're just going to cook up a bunch of steaks, would you put seasoning on them? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends, Ryan. If if I've done, if I've marinated for days, then I don't need to put any seasoning that's on so it. That's so true. It's already that is so true. It's good to go. But I'm talking about that scene where uh, Jean-Claude comes over and mm-hmm. is trying to secure the record deal. And he's told that if he can get her on the cover of National Enquirer. Let me just say that again. The National Enquirer. <laughs> if he can get her on the cover, that he's going to guarantee a, a record deal. And then he's like, get out of here. I got a bunch of people coming. And he's just like flipping steaks because that's how you cook them. You don't <laughs> let them embrace the heat. You flip them a lot. You just keep flipping them. You just keep flipping them until they're cooked. <laughs> but he is clearly he's also using the smallest barbecue i've ever seen yeah, it's like, like a micro barbecue. it's like a tiny barbecue and you're like there's a lot of people coming he's like oh shit let me just throw but a bunch of steaks on a, a tiny hibachi. barbecue it's yeah just a teeny it's just tiny a tiny barbecue, barbecue. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know uh we talked we kind of talked on this briefly but how old do you think christopher is oof i want to say 20s Yes. Like Do you early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. Like what? Like twenty three or twenty four. That's where you think the character age is. Yeah. Okay, Mark. What do you think? I said earlier that I thought he was thirty one. <laughs> Actually, Erica is 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 almost dead on at the time, at least. 
at the time of shooting, um, I don't know if this is the actual age of the character, but at the time of shooting, Lee Carreri was 24 years old. So there we go. Uh, but the point is, I don't know how old he is because he's super excited for phone day. <laughs> he kicks everyone out of his room when like the first possible un- 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 like uncomfortable thing happens. It's like, I mean, he's emotionally 12. Yeah. He rolls but. on the grass of someone's house. Right. Wait, stray dog. A stray dog. Chris, face. don't let a stray dog just get in your face. Like you would say that to you if your kids don't have a strange autoimmune disease. Yeah. You get your face out. Get your don't face put your face dog. in a stranger's dog. Like, what are you doing? Um. Uh, so when Allie first comes up to their house, uh, Chris's house, she mm-hmm. goes, now that's a house. Mm-hmm. Is Chris's house more impressive than Allie's? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Really? Size, yeah. Have you seen, when she pulls up, there are several shots of her pulling up to her house. The front of the Mm -hmm. house, it looks like shit. Absolutely looks like shit. She's got some landscaping issues, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, it's right on a curve. There's no front yard. There's a giant palm tree. Uh, And it it looks, it, it doesn't, the backyard, this is where, uh, uh, the Zillow listing would say, "Don't let the front of this house yeah. fool you." This opens up to a, a right. enter an entertainer's paradise in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, though. Yes, I mean clearly she's not putting it on the market anytime soon because the curb appeal is for shit. But it's the backyard and the view and everything like that one. That is awesome and very impressive. It even seems like she has a pool house somehow. Mm-hmm. That's right off of where the pool is, where she goes and talks to Jean-Claude alone. And uh, and yet she's like, oh, no, they have a cool house. I'm like, I don't know. Her, I feel like her house is pretty badass, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, if uh, dancing and Grenda shoe ads is selling out. Is but <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase this. How is dancing and Grenda shoe ads selling out, but appearing on the cover of National Enquirer, a prestigious career making move? well she doesn't want to dance for commercials and she made that explicitly clear uh so the next step is national Enquirer. so i i mean i think she knows everyone reads national Enquirer. not everyone wears grenda shoes it's a a smart move it's uh when is when is when is the best time to propose to someone i mean asap (laughs) because according to this movie it's right after your mother mother your mother your mother it's right after your mother has stomped off after she's cleaned up a bunch of spilt milk yeah because she was she got just clean up the milk and get out hey do you want to marry me (laughs) (laughs) and she's like what what are you kidding me right now (laughs) Boy, she sells that moment. God yeah. damn it, Tony Katana. I know. But seriously, God, but seriously, but seriously, do you have a rag around here to clean up that milk? <laughs> it's right. gonna smell if it gets into the floor. Smell doesn't get in I know, here. Smell I know doesn't you get in can't here. smell it. <laughs> it's, I know you won't smell, but the blobby is gonna be disgusting. The right. Blobby's gonna stink. Oh God. You seriously, have your mom do that because if I keep coming back here, it's gonna stink like rotten milk in here. <laughs> yeah. That is really gonna be a problem for me. Oh. Uh, um okay uh rotten milk and ass glass (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that blobby oh, reeks. 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 It smells like a strip club. Uh, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> um, in the end, do you think that Chris was bummed out that he never actually got the chance to play in the band with Allie? Hmm. Which was his explicit request in the first letter, or in the letter that she reads to Jean Claude. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he really ever understood the fundamentals of being in a band, so I don't think he knew what he was talking about. So no, he wouldn't have really known. And also, there's a there's a scene where he goes out and she's playing in the concert. I think yeah. it's when she's playing Desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Desire! and he's just like staring at her, and he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like. Wouldn't you ask, can I play? I mean, I mean I'm out here. I mean, clock's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I get up there and jam? It's I think only the thing I asked you yeah. from like the jump. But I well, think he just didn't. It was kind of her moment, you know, and he just didn't want to take it. It was as if everyone involved with this film, from the writers, directors, and also the character Allie was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to play. Not well, also on your own time. You do but that I on your own if, time. Well, I wonder if that. I wonder if he had some sort of clause or something from Fame where he wasn't allowed. I mean, I should hope so because I don't know. Maybe we'll hear about it on the commentary <laughs> once or, we get that recorded. Or he was in the um, audience, completely dumbfounded as to what instruments sound like when they're plugged in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it at was that like, point too, his body was shutting down. Yeah. So he was like, "It's so loud in here, <laughs> and my heart is racing. And the lights are so bright. I can't see hard to at breathe. all." <laughs> Um, he wasn't smiling at her because she was doing a great job. He was just smiling because he could see nothing but just like yeah. pure light. Yeah. He was like, oh. You could suddenly see sound. And this is <laughs> lastly. <laughs> and this is lastly uh, the question I think is the most important. Um, have either of you ever eaten a tear before? <laughs> oh god Uh, because it's a thing guys it's a thing it's a thing to eat Uh. a tear sometimes you got to turn your back to the audience eat your own tear just to remember how your tear was eaten by someone else (laughs) oh god all right that's it for final questions um, let's just quickly run through a little bit of research corner. It feels like Crystal Heart right now because you're like, oh my god, how long is this podcast? <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> listeners. There's only another 40 minutes. There's way more. <laughs> so <clears throat> this movie uh was released actually in the US in February 1987. So it much was like, released for Valentine's Day. Much like we're releasing this episode for Valentine's Day. Though it did open like in around the world, like in foreign countries in 1986. Now, this was directed by Gil Bettman. He's mostly a TV director and producer on Knight Rider, BJ and the Bear, The Fall Guy. His other 1986 feature, which I am absolutely putting on my list, is Never Too Young to Die, starring John Stamos <gasps> playing the son of a murdered secret agent, and he has to step into his dad's shoes and take care of. The spy stuff. It is on Prime. And you bet we're watching that one. However, funny thing about uh, Bettman actually directing this is that 
the Grenda commercial, the Don't Touch the Heart video, and the concert footage, those were actually directed by a different guy named Carlos Vasallo. Hmm. Hmm. So I was like, that's a good chunk of the movie that you didn't do because uh, the Don't Touch the Heart video that is our introduction to her character is the length of the song. It is long. It is a huge part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's also lit. This movie was written by Linda Shane. Does that name sound familiar? Oh, no. Miss Salmon herself. <laughs> oh. oh. The co-writer of Screwballs. Wow. wow. One of Mark's top five so far. Yeah, Mark, is that still in your in top our, five? It's in oh, our We've got to do that. We've got to do that five. on the, the next bonus episode. We've got to go through our top yeah. fives. It might be time to we revisit see if, that. Well, now that we have Crystal Hart in the oh, books, oh, we, yeah, might be changing, oh. we might be changing our top five. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because I think uh, I think th- that might creep its way into all of our lists. Um, into all of our hearts? <laughs> it actually is. A, it's from a story, though, by Spanish writer Alberto Vasquez Figueroa. I have no idea why he came up with it, but we have two Spanish actors in it. And according to IMDb, the movie was partly shot in L.A. and Spain. I don't know what part yeah. was shot in Spain. I try to look it up. I don't know. Again, there's that's what we have to. <laughs> the part where he's rolling in the grass. <laughs> Just that scene. They had we to go need to Spain. Be in Spain for this. We need a Spanish. <laughs> when dog. we do the 4K <laughs> release of this movie, <laughs> we will we'll bring that up in the special features. What happened? Um, uh, Tony Katane at this point in her career, she is coming off of Bachelor Party most recently. She'd also done Gwendolyn. And in the same year, later at the end of the year, is released another movie that I am now going to absolutely watch called Witchboard, wow. which is a horror oh, movie, right, and I believe she's right. the lead in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I need to go see that, okay? Yeah. yeah. Because I don't know how many other lead roles, but she's so good in this. I'm like, okay, now I've got to give Witchboard. Because after that, then in 87, she does a bunch of White Snake videos. Mm-hmm. Then she gets into she gets cast in Santa Barbara, and she's on that for basically a year, but lots of episodes, more White Snake videos, more White Snake videos. Then she starts doing a bunch of uh, different TV series. She's in the the new WKRP in Cincinnati for a couple years. She does a uh, like a pretty famous guest spot on Seinfeld, um, and she does just a bunch of different TV. Then she gets into like, you know, as her career goes on, she starts doing much more reality TV. She was in Hercules a little bit as well. She had a recurring role on that. Uh, that's in the nineties in the two thousands. That's when she starts dipping into um, just like a lot of like reality television and that sort of stuff, but she's still acting. She's still out there. She's still doing the work. So doing, doing what she needs to do on the, on, on the flip side, Lee Carreri finished, does this movie basically finishes up fame and then goes into full composer mode and just composes uh, music for movies. I have to think probably because they wouldn't allow him to do a single thing musically in this movie. So he was like, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll show you. I'd also like to give a big shout out to Cal Gibson, who is given a co-starring at the very tail end credits. He's the guy who plays the delivery driver. And is working like a madman. If you check out his IMDb, he's like in a million things. He's still working. Now, lastly, just a little tidbit. I wanted to talk about Grenda shoes. Uh, They were 
they're formerly known as the Grenda Shoe Corporation. It's actually now called Grending, and they're headquartered in Orlando, Grending? Florida. Yeah, Grending. Ugh. But these are real no. shoes. But they're real shoes, and they're headquartered in Grenda. Orlando, Florida. Started in South America, and they entered the U.S. market in 1982, launching its first line of women's and children's jellies Aww. at the World Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jellies. So those that's a real corporation. Grenda's a real hmm. thing. You can still order Grenda shoes. And just don't dance in their commercials. Christmas yeah. is Whatever right around do. the corner, yeah. everybody. Right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the corner is about... 10 intervening months, but mm-hmm. it's a corner. It's a short it's a, 10 months away. <laughs> All right. So that is it for Crystal Heart, which uh, I I hate to say goodbye to because I, I feel like we've we've only just begun to sort of talk about this movie because there's so much in this movie. Please go watch it. Please also rate and review us wherever you have listened to us on this podcast. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, even that nasty old Facebook just try to figure out what your log is in again and then like our page on Facebook. And, um, and you know, uh, otherwise wait for another episode. We've got another bonus episode coming after this. We've got another great episode coming later this month and we'll see you next time on the new world podcast. Bye everybody. Desire.